little different. In ancient times and in ancient Rome's, uh, every emperor and every general would have what was called a triumph. And they would march through the streets of Rome and proclaim their triumph, proclaim their accomplishments. But that is vain. That is hubris. We are here to show the triumph of the king of glory today. Right now, can we have a triumph uh, for the Lord God of Israel? Somebody right now begin to celebrate uh, who our God is. Uh, begin to celebrate uh, how God has done great uh, and mighty and marvelous things in your life. Uh, our God uh, is triumphant. Uh, our God uh, is victorious. Uh, and no scheme of man, uh, no scheme of hubris, uh, no force of darkness uh, can stop our God. Somebody right now begin to praise your God in the house. Uh, somebody right now uh, let darkness fear who we are, being the children of God. Somebody begin to shout and praise him anyhow. I'm believing for a healing right now in the name of Jesus. Uh, Brother Scotty, my dear friend, I'd like you to come to the front. We're going to pray for you. And I'm believing right now that the miracle-working God, uh, the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, uh, our God that is uh, our Jehovah Rapha, the God that heals, uh, is going to heal right now in Jesus' name. Uh, if you are a faith warrior, can you begin to believe with me right now? I celebrate a victory. I celebrate his wonders. I celebrate healing right now. Celebrate your God. Oh, can we pray with me for Brother Scotty? Right now, in unity, in one mind, in one accord, we're believing for a miracle in the name of Jesus. Oh God, you are a Jehovah Rapha. You are the great and wise physician. And it is by your stripes that we are healed. You said that we can lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. God, we are operating in faith. We are operating in your word. God, begin to touch him from the top of his head to the soles of his feet. Begin to strengthen every tissue, every sinew, every muscle, every synapsis. God, begin to move right now in the name of Jesus. God, we celebrate this healing in Jesus' name. These altars are open. If you need prayer, we will pray for you.
is not a mountain too tall. There's not a problem so small that Jesus can't resolve. In time, he'll get involved. Cause our God, he cares about us. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. And He'll renew your strength. He's the Lord of weeds. He's the Lord of weeds. Your strength, you got a Turning back now, I'm not turning back now. 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 I'm not
back now. I'm not turning back now. He's Bishop is en route to the Philippines and has a very busy schedule in the Philippines going between two islands. And we need to be praying for our bishop this morning. I'm going to ask Sister White come to the front of the altar to stand in the place. And I pray that here this morning that our minds are on this focal point. God places burdens for a reason. God places things in the hearts of his people for a reason. And we're going to bind together in unity this morning, one team in one fight, and we're going to pray for our bishop. And Mike Brown, as they travel to the Philippines, as they're in the midst of the Philippines and coming home, we pray for their health, we pray for their safety, and we pray that God moves uh, in a mighty way in the Philippines right now. Can we stand to our feet here? Because we are here to encounter Jesus and those born again of water and spirit. Uh, I'll stretch your hand right now. The Bible says that we were endued with power when the Holy Ghost came. Whatever is bound on earth is bound 
on heaven. Whatever is loose on earth, it is loose in heaven. What a power that is, our family heritage. Right now, church, begin to lift your voice. Begin to pray for your bishop. Begin to pray for your man of God. Right now, for he prays for you. Now he needs us. Oh, God, I pray right now, God, uh, for our bishop uh, as they're en route to the Philippines. Uh, God, we come together as a body. We come together, God, as a church uh, and pray for traveling mercies, God. Not only that, uh, I pray, God, that you commission uh, your ministering angels, your warring angels, uh, to put a hedge of protection uh, around them. Uh, God, we bind together right now for their safety, for their health, oh, God. Uh, you said two or three agree on one thing uh, and let it be established uh, that they are safe uh, in Jesus name uh, God begin to move right now uh, in Jesus name come on church keep your minds on the Lord uh, he is moving in this place Hallelujah. He is moving in this place, uh, and I don't want an opportunity missed uh, for him to heal, for him to minister. Somebody begin to let go. You're not too far gone. Uh, he loves you, uh, and he wants you to be the best you. But that requires submission, uh, repentance, uh, and obedience. Oh, God, help us to be still. Can we just be still right now all over this house? Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? Forget about the work week. Forget about what your coworker said to you. Forget about the fight within the family. It is just us and God right now. Be still and know that he is God. Be still. Bo shalom Elohim. Come peace to God. Be still and know that he is your God. Peace. Be still in the midst of the tempest and the storm in your life right now. Focus on him. Come on, bro. Focus to see what he does right now. Some of you have been enduring so much, such anguish within our hearts, such open wounds within our hearts. But let the God that old things pass away and he makes all things new right here. We begin to pray between porch and altar that God begins to restore and make new what the canker worm has devoured. Somebody begin to lift your voice right now. The words of others don't matter right now. The hubris of others don't matter right now. It is the God uh, of creation that we've got to listen to right now. Not the words uh, residing within our hearts. Uh, the words uh, residing in our mind. Let God's word, which is sharper than any two-edged sword, begin to cut away those things asunder. Rejoice not against me, O oh my enemy. When I fall, I shall arise. When I'm in darkness, he is a light. Oh God, move into this place. Oh God, break chains. Tear down strongholds, God. God, reassure us. That's it, church. I'm calling on the name. Oh God, fall. God, fall. changes everything. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. God, turn it around. 
turning around. God's turning around. Thank you, Jesus. Just a little while longer, I want to pray. Can't get you off of my soul, I came to say. to God.
and surrender into our heart. this house can we just begin to thank him in your own way God has done such great things in our lives he's given us countless second chances he's believed in us he has spared our lives he has healed us he has encouraged us he has strengthened us right now give thanks just give thanks thank you Jesus Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. God, I look at my life, and if I pull back the layers of every circumstance, I see your hand there. In the good and the bad, God, you were there, bringing us to this moment. God, you were not absent from me. Your silence is not absence, God. You were there. God, encourage those right now. Those in mourning, God. Those in sorrow, God. Those that are grieving, God. God, right now, Lord, begin to move into this place, God. Begin to churn the atmosphere, God. Lord, begin right now, God, to move on your sons and your daughters. God, we don't want to move from a healing, God. We don't want to move from restoration, oh God. Lord, allow our minds not to wander, our hearts not to wander, God. But God, right now, just begin to mend, Jesus. Begin to mend in this house right now, God. Lord, we may not be saying it, it may not be auditory, God, but our hearts are screaming out for you. God, our hearts are crying out for you, God. Lord, visit us, God. Visit your people here, God, this morning, God. I don't want to move until you change my name. God, we don't want to move, God, until you bless us. God, bring this place. God, call it Pinnell, where I have seen you face to face, and you have spared my life, just as Jacob called that location where he wrestled till a name change. Jesus, move. God, heal right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for what you are doing in this place. Thank you, God, for how you're moving, Jesus. God, I don't sense a release to move on because, God, you're wanting to do something right now. The activation of faith parted the Red Sea. The activation of faith made water come from a rock. The activation of faith opened up the deaf ear and opened up the blind eye. What would happen if we just operate our faith right now? The operation of 10 days of faith brought the promise of the Father on the day of Pentecost above the tomb of David and began to springboard an entire dispensation. What would happen right now if we just begin to operate in our faith?
The devil wants nothing more to be in our thoughts and to be saturated in our thoughts. The devil wants nothing more to be saturated and drowning in our emotions when God wants to give us clarity here this morning. Oh, God, move into this place, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus. Thank you, God. That's it. Come on. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Jesus, for what you're doing right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, come on. Somebody else should just lift their voice. Watch what God does. 120 in an upper room, sprung board, the entire earthy church. That's it. Come on. That's it, church. Begin to lift your voice. This is what church is about, to be dynamic. Not man's schedule or routine, but God's schedule. Oh, God, move in this place right now, God. Lord, we need the sound of the mighty Russian wind. Lord, we need the cloven tongues like as a fire. God, I need a Pentecost right now, God. Lord, we're waiting for your promise. You said go and pray, and a comforter will come. God, comfort us right now. God of Israel, you are the comforter. You are the prince of peace. You are my Jehovah Shalom, the God that is my peace. That's it, church. Begin to lift your voice. No one understands your grievance, and you're grieving like God, and he is the only one with a remedy. Oh, God, this is your hospital. God, bring us to triage right now, God. And this is within decency and order of God having the liberty to move. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. The water is troubled. And those individuals that are here tonight, or excuse me, this morning need to jump in the water. Don't be waiting another 30 and six years for God to move. God, I've been lame here at this pool for so long, God. This pool of the Bethesda. God, you have troubled the waters. And we need you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, move in this place. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus.
few more moments. What's beautiful is God stops heaven and earth just to, for us to encounter in our busy lives. White has something that she would like to share with the church. The Lord has revealed something. Amen. And I pray that we listen to what God has done. Amen. Lord bless her. Everybody pray for her voice right now in Jesus' name. Oh, my people, I have seen you. I have watched you. My beloved, my children, I love you. There are many of you that are here today that have never felt part, that have always felt alone, who have felt like the square peg in the round hole. But my child, hear me today and don't doubt me. I have called you to this place. This is a place where you will belong, where you will be called, where you will be used, saith the Lord. I have called you to this place to restore you, to renew you, to show you more truth. And I love you, my child. Trust me, believe me, saith the Lord. Amen. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? I wholeheartedly believe that God was speaking to his people, and it truly was timely. If we would just adhere to it and be encouraged by the words of our God. Amen. One more time, can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Amen. You may return to your seats this morning. So good to see all of you. I love how God has been moving thus far. Amen. How he has been moving amongst his sons and his daughters. Amen. So good to have all our visitors here today. Amen. It's been an honor to have you, a privilege to have you. And I pray that the Lord has blessed you and you feel welcome. Amen. Uh, at this time, we're going to ask Brother Scotty to come and to share this week's character trait. As we know that we have been going through a series of godly character traits. Amen. And with those character traits, it is something that we should reflect on and is something that we should apply in our life. God wants us to have character. And in this day and age, there is such a lack of character. Amen. And so we need to apply these character traits in our life. Amen. Because it does not only just bring us closer to God, but it makes us the salt and the light to the world. Amen. Everyone say, Lord bless Brother Scotty. Praise the Lord, church. Good morning to all. What a great move that we've been through so far. It's very, uh, very peaceful feeling today. I just, I'm in, in awe of it all. I have been for a few minutes now. Today I want to talk to you all about this character trait. 
to be prayerful. And I believe this character trait plays a pretty important role in what's happened here today so far and what's continuing to happen. This trait is something that we all should take close to our hearts. I believe that what happened today happened because we were prayerful before, that I saw many people praying and trying to touch God for your needs, and I believe God is here touching those needs today. I'm glad to see that. It, it warms my heart to see people being touched and being changed. I just want you to know I'm happy for everybody in this room that we are allowed a chance just to experience God on such a level. To be prayerful means to, to stay in daily communication with God so that he can direct my thoughts, my words, and my actions, much like he has today. Uh, in Psalm 116, the psalmist wrote, I love the Lord because he hath heard my voice and my supplications. Because he hath inclined his ear unto me, therefore will I call upon him as long as I live. The sorrows of death compassed me, and the pains of hell got a hold of me. I found trouble and sorrow. Then called I upon the name of the Lord. O Lord, I beseech thee, deliver my soul. Gracious is the Lord, and righteous. Yea, our Lord God is merciful. The Lord preserveth the simple. I was brought low, and he helped me. Return unto thy rest, O my soul, for the Lord hath dealt bountifully with thee. For thou hast delivered my soul from death, mine eyes from tears, and my feet from falling. I will walk before the Lord in the land of the living. Just reading the word makes me want to just keep going, but I have to stop there. We need to think back at the, at, at the moment in the word when Elijah was faced with the prophets of Baal. Israel was in a difficult time at the moment because it was one of the many, many moments where they had gone away from God and then back to God, away from God and back to God. And this was a moment where they were very double-minded. There were those that would follow God and those that would follow Baal. And Elijah had to take a stand for what was right. And he took a stand and said, I'm just going to show you exactly who God is. But he was, he was mindful of what he had to do. He knew that he had to do something to prove that God was still God, but he kept a, a downplay just a tad bit and stepped back a little bit. We all know the story that eventually he built an altar. It was his turn. The, God, the other prophets had made a fool of themselves, and they cut themselves and acted out trying to touch their God with no avail, their God of sticks and stones. But Elijah just stayed back. And then when it was his turn, he built that altar. He built it, covered it in water to the point where there was a trough of water around it. And then Elijah did, I believe, one of the many examples, but was something that we should do. And in 1 Kings it said that it came to pass that at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel and that I am thy servant and that I have done these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. I believe that God is hearing all of your prayers today. This is not in my notes, but I'm believing that God is hearing us today. I believe that we've all got into a place that we're seeking something, and we're finding it here today, and it's not over. This is just the beginning. And I pray that we continue to touch and feel God. Mankind, when they're falling away from God, they follow after sticks and stones, things that can do nothing for them. They follow after 
the creation. However, we as Christians need to follow after the creator to make sure that we do that, that which God wants us to do. We should pray constantly to, hearing, to a hearing God that answers when we call on his name. We may not always get the answer that we want, but he will answer. may not get it when you want, but he will answer. There are many examples of answered prayer in the word with Hannah asking for a child, Daniel praying three times a day for the people of Israel, the believers in Acts, as Pastor John said, in the upper room, they were devoted to prayer, especially whenever they were waiting for the promise of the Holy Ghost. Jesus gave us the most example whenever he was in the wilderness, being in constant prayer in order to face the enemy at the times of temptations. God created everything, everything, yet it is separate from his creation. He is separate from his creation. We're unable to reach God on our own. It's impossible. But the man, Christ Jesus, became the mediator for us between God and man, and he has given us a way to reach that creator. Being prayerful reminds us that we are not God. We are not in control. We are not the overall voice of this world, but it is God. We are dependent beings, desperate and needy. Our thoughts and directions need to be directed by God and his word. As we read the Bible and we focus our minds on him and not ourselves, we find that we must trust him and not our own works. Instead of worry, we should take our troubles to him in prayer. The Bible tells us to pray without ceasing. I believe we should do that. We need to remain in constant prayer, but a prayers of adoration, prayers of worship, prayers of necessity. There's times when you need something. Let it go to God. Prayers of petitions, things that need to be done in this world for others, take it to God. And we need to pray without ceasing. And we need to be thankful that we have the ability to reach to our creator, to be there for us and be that mediator. As we do, God, the God, the God who hears, he will answer. Then we will have a reason to rejoice because it's coming, church. This reason to rejoice is coming. I say it day after day, but it's coming. We have reasons to rejoice as the psalmist has given us much hope that we should continue to pray and pray without ceasing. Amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? Thank you, Brother Scotty. Amen. Uh, Denisha and Clayton, is there something you would like to share with the, uh, the church this morning? Was there an announcement? Yes. Amen. That's exciting stuff. I tried pastoral privilege to try to get the scoop. It didn't work. Amen. We are so excited for y'all. Amen. And don't forget, immediately after morning service, we have another gender reveal, Sister Ayanna and Brother Samuel. There is no smoke grenades, right? Man, that was going to be exciting. Uh, we, we do live in the state of Texas. Was there any tannerite? That, no, exploding? Okay, gotcha. So tannerite is a substance that you put together and you shoot it and it explodes. And it, in some states, they've done that for the gender reveal, but it, it just doesn't end up very well. Everybody's excited, but it just doesn't end up very well. So we are so excited for y'all. Amen. And so that'll be immediately after the morning service in the Welcome Center. Uh, don't forget that we are selling our tickets right now uh, for the Fall Festival. We've done this every year. It's $1 per ticket, and that's for the vendors, that's for the events, those are for the different things. So see Sister Sandra for purchase. 
Amen. Man, I am telling you, I am truly blessed with our pumpkin patch. Amen. I am truly blessed with our pumpkin patch. And I appreciate all the hard work that has gone into it, the collaboration amongst all of us to get it together and to get it in action. Amen. And it was so good to see these la this last week and everybody there, everybody working hard, everybody just having a good time together, everybody having a good attitude together. But it's a unity that is being built. Amen. And not only is it just simply for the fundraiser, but it is a community event. I cannot number, tell you the number of uh, couples that we've invited to church. We have one that's supposed to be coming tonight. Amen. I was uh, joking with a family that was trying to get on my hayride. I said, you want on this hayride? You got to come to church. Amen. And so it was just a good community event. And I'm looking forward to the remainder of this week, next weekend going into the Fall Fest. And I truly appreciate everybody stepping up and manning the stations, sitting there selling pumpkins. By the way, your orange aprons are awesome. Amen. It's just been such a good community event, and it is tremendously a blessing. Amen. Don't forget, the 30th, which is next Sunday, our evening service is going to be the New Life Potluck. We do have that sign-up sheet, but it is going to be a good time of food and fellowship. And don't forget, Monday, the 31st, we were going to be having our annual Fall Fest because we have nothing to do with Halloween, and it is a godly alternative to Halloween. Amen. We know that both... Both start at 5, amen, and so that will be closing up our pumpkin patch, and we really need to, yes. Okay, thank you, Sister Trish, so 6 o'clock, but if we want to be punctual, really punctual, 5 o'clock, amen, but looking forward to that, but it is our big community outreach. I'm looking forward to this week, those at the pumpkin patch, handing out church cards. That's a challenge going out. From our church vendors, amen, handing out those church cards and inviting them to church because that is the primary objective, amen. Is there any other announcements? Your sister, Erica, youth ensemble, 4 p.m., 3.30, amen. I, okay, the discernment was there. I just missed the 30 minutes. Okay, youth ensemble will be this afternoon at 3.30 p.m. here. Looking forward to that. We have a youth service that will be coming up soon. Amen. If there are no more announcements, we're going to receive our Sunday morning tithe and half shekel offering. Amen. Brother David, one other announcement as we're receiving our tithe and half shekel offering. Amen. Amen, Brother David. We'll continue to pray. So good to see everybody this morning. Once again, it's just such an honor to have our visitors here today. Amen. I pray that you feel welcome. Amen. We're going to wait for everybody to get into their pews here this morning. Looking forward to the gender reveal, Sister Ayana. I tried pastoral privilege, but it's top secret. I don't have that clearance. Amen. Give honor to the Lord my God this morning. I give honor to our bishop. Amen. We need to continue to pray for our bishop as he's en route to the Philippines and Brother Mike Brown as well. Amen. If you need anything, please give me a call in his absence. Amen. I hope everybody heard that. If you need anything these next two weeks, amen, please give me a call. Amen. We're going to get into the word of the Lord shortly here.
I love how God has moved us far in the service. Amen. As everybody is finding their pews. Thank you, Brother Delion. Amen. So good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. This morning I'd like to preach a message that's kind of in the vein of the last time I preached where God is watching you. And we know that is twofold, that God watches everything we do, all our actions, all our choices, and all our thoughts. But not only that, he watches over us. We are inescapable of his gaze. Amen. And so I pray that this truly encourages somebody this morning, whether you're a visitor, whether you are a church family member, amen. I pray that this encourages you. I'm going to be reading Psalms chapter 8, verses 3 through 4, one of my favorite psalms. I, I love them all, but I really like this one particularly because it really allows us to analyze God's relevance in our life and how he esteems us. When I consider thy heavens, every celestial body, every galaxy, every uh, black hole, everything that is in the heavens and every star, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained. Next verse, please. What is man? What is humanity? What are human beings that thou art mindful of him? That should encourage us because we see, we know here in the state of Texas, the stars are bright, so big and bright, deep in the heart of Texas. We look up and we see creation, but God is mindful of you and I. God is attentive of you and I. And the Son of Man that thou visiteth him. Amen. If we feel comfortable in doing so, can we put our Bibles down? Amen. Keep our minds on the Lord here this morning and watch what God does. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands and go to the Lord in prayer? We thank you, Lord God, that you are mindful of us. God, you never forget us. God, you never just simply set us aside, God, but we are always on the forefront of your thoughts. And I pray, God, this morning that you encourage God, I rebuke the enemy. The devil is a liar and the father of all lies, and your word is the word of truth. God, you are the voice of truth. And God, let truth, God, begin to pierce this atmosphere. And God, I pray, God, here this morning, that those chains that are still resonating begin to break in the name of Jesus. And every stronghold begin to crumble at your name here. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. This morning, I'd like to preach this particular thought, never forgotten, never forgotten, amen. You know that those two words resonate in the service member and the veterans community, doesn't it? We never forget the lo- those that died in the midst of combat. We never forget those that died in the midst of battle that sacrificed their lives for the freedom of this country. It is a statement that is given to those that were prisoners of war or MIA missing in action. It is an ethos that means that we shall never forget who they were. Amen. Nor we should never forget those that were precious to us. And I'm here to tell you this morning that you are not forgotten. As God spoke through Sister White and God uttered through Sister White that you are on his mind. You are not 
forgotten. And there are here those here this morning that feel that they are forgotten, that they are in the pit of loneliness, that nobody loves them, nobody cares for them. But I'm here to tell you that it is a lie from the very pit of hell. Amen. You are not forgotten by our God. I'd like to tell you a true story. In this story, being a parent of four would be a nightmare scenario for any parents. I can't even comprehend the grief and the hardship from this particular story. A woman by the name of Alma Sippel, she lost her baby in the 1940s. Her, she had a daughter and there was a type of black market human trafficking that was happening. Her child ended up in a children's home, and the person responsible for that children's home was literally selling children out of that children's home. And this daughter was lost for 44 years. Can you imagine the grief? As I said, I am a parent. I can't even comprehend the rage that I would feel, the anger that I would feel, the heartache I would feel, the loss that I would feel, the pain that I would feel, that I would tear every aspect of the city, every community, just to try to find my child. There is an emptiness when that child is missing, when that child is lost. And it took her watching an episode of Unsolved Mysteries to determine that was the woman that scammed me out of my daughter. And she was reunited with her daughter after 44 years. She stated in that witness testimony and in that interview that I knew it was my daughter. They put the daughter in a lineup and she goes, that's my daughter. 44 years later, she knew that that was her precious child. And that is how God is with you. The moment that we may walk away, the moment that we are sitting in our loneliness, that there is a naking for God saying, that is my son and that is my daughter. You are not forgotten here this morning. Even though you try to forget who you are, God has not forgotten. Though that we feel that we are in the shadow of the valley of death. God has not forgotten you. Even though you feel that you, may I say spiritually, outside the camp of Israel, God has not forgotten you. How can God forget you? You were formed by his hand. You were not forgotten here this morning. Amen. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 15. What a timely scripture for the children of Israel and everything that they were going through. Go ahead, Ivan. Can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? How, how can a mother forget her child that is nursing? The connection between a mother through a parent and their child. Can a woman forget her nursing child that she would have not have compassion of the child of her womb? That that mother has a connection through the nine months, nine months of pregnancy, growing a child in her womb. That connection between that mother and that child. How can she ever forget? Continue, please. Yea, they may forget. Yet will I not forget thee. Talk about God setting it up another level. 
If a mother forgets a child, God won't forgive you, forget you. God won't forget you. Because the children of Israel in the time of Isaiah 49, they were in the exile. Jerusalem was destroyed. Their identity was torn from them. They're in exile in Babylon and then eventually Persia. And God is speaking to the prophet Isaiah, yet I will not forget thee. And no matter the state you find yourself, like the children of Israel, they were in sin. They walked away from God, but there are those that still loved him. But he didn't forget his chosen children, his chosen people. And no matter the state that you find yourself here this morning, God has not forgotten thee. A parent may forget, but God does not forget. A mother may forget, but God esteems you higher than that. Amen. Next verse, please. When my father and my mother forsake me, then the Lord will take me up. Thank you, King David. When my mother and my father have forsaken me, God will take me up. Because you are not forgotten in his sight. And some of us this morning, we are sitting in the depths of our loneliness. What is my point? My God is the father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. God esteems you to such a high degree. You were formed by his very hands. You were created with such intricacy and love. How can he ever forget you? Somebody needs to remember that this morning. When my mother and my father forsake me and leave me, then the Lord will take me up. And some of you that are living for God by yourself, God will take you up. You may be the only one in your family living for God. God will take you up. You may be the only one standing as an apostolic. God will take you up. And whatever you are going through this morning, God will take us up. God, being the father to the fatherless, does not forget his children. I, I look at Solomon's first judgment. Solomon didn't pray for a great army and great victories. Solomon didn't pray for riches of the kingdom. Solomon, being the wisest man ever, prayed, I'm young. I don't know how to go in. I don't know how to go out. God, give me wisdom. Give me discernment. Only if we would approach every circumstance with that prayer. So Solomon is presented with two women. And the story goes that there was a child that died and one child was kidnapped. You have one mother said, no, this is my child. And you have the other, the other mother that says, no, this is my child. Her child died, this is mine. No, her child died, this is mine. So Solomon, praying for wisdom, said, bring me an ax. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to cut this child asunder so you both have the halves. The mother, that's the pseudo-mother, said, go ahead and cut it in half because at least I get a half. But the real mother, willing to forfeit her relationship with her child, said, well, I don't care at this point but the safety and security of my child. 
And I'm here to tell you that's how God is. The devil doesn't mind if you're cut asunder. That pseudo-parent, that pseudo-father, which is the devil, that pseudo-father, which is sin and works of the flesh, they don't care, and they claim you as yours, and they have no problem if you're cut asunder. But God is willing to sacrifice to, for your benefit, for your safety and security. Because you're not forgotten. Amen. May I get Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5? Before I formed thee in the belly, I knew thee. Before I was born, God knew me. Uh, Sheldon, do you mind pressing the remote, please? And before thou camest forth out of the womb, I sanctified thee. Before I was born, God knew me. And I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. Amen. This is, of course, God speaking to Jeremiah about where he was in his process of his calling. But before the womb, God knew me. Before my parents named me John Brown, he knew me. Amen. Before I was ever conceived, he knew me. Amen. Before I went through my nine-month gestational process, God knew me because I was formed by him, called by him, shapen by him. And then as such to some of you, you are not forgotten by your God here this morning. Amen. 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 I would like Psalm chapter 39, verses 13 through 16. One thirty nine, Psalms one thirty nine, verses thirteen through sixteen. Amen. For thou hast possessed my reins. Reins in that ancient Hebrew means organs. Thou hast covered me in my mother's womb. What is interesting to me with this articulation from King David is that he put the womb around me. That he formed me. And he was the one that said, I put your mother's womb around you, but I knew you before you were in the womb. What a beautiful, beautiful statement. Next verse, please. I will praise thee, for I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Marvelous are thy works, and that my soul knoweth right well. I am fearfully and wonderfully made by God. I'm not simply just a structure of cells. God formed me. And I love how David said that he put my mother's womb around me. He ordered it. He ordained it. Amen. And that is a God that loves us. Those words should encourage us here this morning that we are more than just simply flesh and blood. But we are his child. We are his creation. Amen. We are his masterpiece. Amen. Continue, please. My substance was not hid from me. Oh, we talked about it again. I can't hide from him. When I was made in secret and curiously wrought in the lowest parts of the earth. Continue. Thine eyes did see my substance, yet being unperfect, and in thy book all my members were written, which in continuance were fashioned, when as yet there was none of them. Amen. God formed me. God shaped me. God created me. 
and he's not going to forget you. He knew your plans and his, he knew his plans and his intentions for you before the shaping of this earth. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He's omniscient. He knows our past, our present, and our future, and he has plans for you, and he will never forget you. What, what's an encouragement on my status with God that I was fearfully and wonderfully made? Not just me, but each and every single one of you. Look at the intricacies of God's creation. Look at the tapestry of his artfulness sitting here this morning that you were formed by him. We are not the same. If anybody has my fingerprints, that's identity theft. But I don't have the same fingerprints as you. My DNA is not the same as yours. The intricacies of God's creation. Amen. I like to leave this last particular thought, and I think and truly believe that this will resonate with our expecting mothers and our current mothers and the fathers that will never experience this particular thing, but I live vicariously through my wife. The process of pregnancy is such a marvelous thing, such an intricate thing that God has set into motion, that a human being is born in the, mother, in the mother's womb, that is conceived in the mother's womb, shapen in the mother's womb, Every appendage is shaped after so many days and weeks. Every organ is shaped in so many days and weeks. No matter what stage it is, it's still going to be a human being. It's not going to come out as a duck, a goat. It is a human being that is formed in the mother's womb. They are realizing the, the symbiotic relationship between a child and a mother. And a symbiotic relationship is when two organisms benefit off of each other. And they are finding that the cells of a child, the very cells that are shapened in the mother's womb, is transferred to the mother. Those cells that are intricate to the child that is being formed, being conceived, those that have their own individual DNA markers and identifiers are shared with the mother. And they are a type of stem cell. And stem cell is where we can go organs, we can go blood vessels. That's why they call it the stem. But those cells that are shared with the mother in vitro through the umbilical cord have been known to heal the heart of a mother. I hope you're listening to me this morning that the damage of a mother's heart, those cells being shared in the blood supply, have been known to start working and repairing within a mother's heart. Not only that, those cells go to the mother's brain. And many scientists and many pediatricians believe that those cells reside for over 18 years. I've heard stories of mothers sensing when their child is in trouble. I think all of us, despite our religious backgrounds or where we believe in God, we've heard those stories, that there is a connection between a mother and a child in such an intricate way that they're in danger, that something's wrong, or that they feel that they're nearby. I can never ex experience that as a father, but I've seen my wife. She jumps up. Something is wrong, and that's just Hadassah chasing the chickens. But you know it's true, and you've heard about it. And so with this, 
there is a piece of the child on the mother's heart. And there is an identifier on the mother's heart. There's an identifier for 18 plus years on the mind of a mother. How much more do you think it is for your God who formed you? You are fearfully and wonderfully made. You are forever etched in his heart and in his mind. That is who you are here this morning. Don't forget who you are. He hasn't forgotten you. Can we stand to our feet here this morning? We thank you, Jesus. Can we close our eyes and lift our hands? I pray that somebody was encouraged. God has moved many times. I know some of us may be tired, but let's keep our minds on the Lord just a little bit. Oh, God, remind us of who we are, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Oh, God, begin right now to encourage those. God, you are the father to the fatherless and the defender of widows. God, we were fearfully and wonderfully made, oh, God. Lord, you wrapped your mother's womb around, our mother's womb around us, oh, God. You say that even if our mother and our father abandon us, oh, God, you will not forget us. Somebody right now just be encouraged in the name of Jesus. These altars are open. Now is a time of remembrance. Now is a time that you are on his mind and you are on his hearts. Jesus, I thank you. And I magnify you, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. These altars are open. Amen. Remember, directly after this, we have a gender reveal. Amen. Sister Ayana, Brother Samuel, I will try to be there as soon as I can. I don't want to miss out. Amen. We're excited. A child is a blessing from the Lord. I believe it's a heritage is what the Bible says. Amen. These altars are open. Amen. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Visitors, thank you so much for coming. It was a blessing to have you. Thank you, Jesus. your attention. We have several that are praying up front. Amen. If you like to fellowship, we have the gender reveal or we have the foyer. Amen. Just to give them an opportunity to pray. Thank you so much. May the Lord bless you. Good to see everyone.
under my mask.